Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chrisanne Hall Daily Journal, our Better Late Than Never episode today. Chrisanne Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. So happy to have you with me here today. JC is taking a little bit of time off. Uh, actually, you can see you got the JC's empty chair there. <laughs> I forgot to move it out of the studio before we got started. So you can all pay homage to JC's empty chair sitting behind me. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Uh, I was um, I was not on the air yesterday uh, because, uh, as I'm sure many of you know, um, our local pastor here in uh, uh, Tampa, Florida, was arrested yesterday. And uh, we were very, very busy with that. As a matter of fact, been very, very busy with that uh, even today, which is a lot of reason why I'm a little bit late. Uh, don't forget, on your way in, hit the thumbs up. Uh, YouTube has really been giving us a fit lately. And we need you guys to make sure that you are liking the show and subscribing and sharing because it's in these times it's going to take us uh, a lot more effort to get the message out, especially as we are speaking a message of truth. Contrary to the dictated narrative of fear and government power, and tyrants and you know it's I, I just want to say to you guys don't don't be discouraged because I'm, I'm maybe I'm talking to myself as well don't be discouraged by the people who used to sit next to you in the tea party meetings who used to stand with you at the rallies who are now saying that pastors ought to go to jail if they don't follow the law now, we knew this was coming. We knew, we saw the writing on the wall. That's why JC and I did that show not too long ago about the proper, the proper application, the proper understanding of Romans 13. The Bible does not teach a slavish submission to tyrannical authority. As a matter of fact, the Bible is uh, full of examples of not only people being rewarded for standing against tyrannical government, but for people who are actually told by God himself to stand against tyrannical people. So there's my little message for your Christian friends. Maybe you're not a Christian, but you have a Christian friend who says, well, I'm a Christian, and Romans 13 says I just have to obey the law. That is, excuse my French, asinine, okay? God does not honor that. That You know what that is? It, you know what that is? When somebody tells you that you just have to obey the law, what they're saying is the law is above God himself, and they ought to be ashamed of themselves. I mean, that's just, that's just flat out the whole truth and nothing but the truth. But I wanted to mention to you, um, I, let me go ahead and type this up here, just so you guys, uh, and I'll bring it up in a few seconds. But uh, I made a post on social media, on Facebook, and I just wanted to share a little bit about it with you because of the feedback that I've been getting for it. And it's something that I want to talk about today. Uh, we have seen a Florida pastor. Uh, where are you? Okay, I guess that'll work. Which one looks better? Oh, that looks better. There you go. Now that America seen a pastor arrested for having church, now that Americans are under suggested house arrest by force of government. Now the governments in America are taking full-scale ownership of private businesses to destroy the economy, to destroy the spirit, and destroy America. I just want to ask you guys a question, and this is something that I want you to share with your friends and family members. Are we ready to start actually learning the Constitution and stop, being in, and stop eating on the garbage of lies We've been fed for generations about what our Constitution says and what it means. Are our churches who are offended that a pastor can get arrested for having church ready to start teaching their congregations about government and the Constitution? 
I'm seeing a lot of pastors get really, really upset about the fact that uh, pastors are being arrested. I'm saying that in the plural, plural by the way, because um, Pastor Tony Spell was arrested. I roll my eyes and say that just because I know the facts of the case. It's just the most ridiculous thing. They showed up at, po at Pastor Tony Spell's church, these, these cowardice police officers, and now that's, don't, before you get your panties in a wad, I'm not calling all police officers cowards. I'm calling these police officers cowards who showed up to arrest Pastor Tony Spell. These cowards who showed up to arrest Pastor Tony Spell uh, said to him, come outside, we want to give you a, a, uh, a subpoena. We want to give you a notice to appear. A summons, that's the word I was trying to come up with. We want to give you a summons. So he uh, goes outside to speak to them about the summons. And I don't even know how to describe this to you because there really is no, no logic to it whatsoever. But they say to him, uh, consider yourself arrested. We're arresting you. And uh, so there you are. You're arrested. Here's your notice to appear in court. They didn't take him to jail. They didn't print him. They didn't do anything. Just consider yourself arrested. All right, I was a prosecutor for a, a decade uh, involved in criminal law for longer than that. I've never heard, I don't even know how to wrap my brain around something where an officer is so cowardice that they won't actually even take someone to the jail to book them in and just say, okay, you're arrested. Okay, we're going to arrest you. So consider yourself arrested. We had a pastor in Maryland on Sunday evening have uh, uh, the officers come in disrupt the church service and threaten to arrest him. What was absolutely crazy is in this church were less than 30 people in an auditorium that could hold 300. They were families and they were sitting so far apart you couldn't even see them while he was preaching. And yet these jackbooted thugs going to come in and start arresting pastors for preaching. Okay? I, I, this is, this is, this is the example of what law enforcement is not supposed to be. What's crazy is that Pastor Howard Brown, Dr. Howard Brown in Tampa being arrested. They arrested the pastor for having church, by the way. And if you, you actually look at the picture in the background here, these people are social distanced. They are six feet apart when they are not in families. Even the picture that you have here, yes, there's more than 10 people, but you can't allow government to define church and how many people can be in the church. But look at this. They're standing, they're sitting farther apart in this church than they are in Costco in Lowe's or in some other store that has been quote-unquote deemed essential. So I want to talk to you about these stay-at-home communist orders happening in our counties. Full-fledged Soviet government right here in America. So let me just finish, let me just finish with our, our uh, article here. Uh, our churches are our churches who are offended that a pastor can get arrested for having church ready to start teaching their congregations about government and constitution? What do we do? What we do, what we tolerate over the next few weeks will determine the fate of, Ameri for, of America for generations to come. I've been saying over 10 years now the fate of America will fall at the feet of the churches. I knew I was right, not because I'm a prophet, but because history dictates it as so. So the question's out there and the choice rests with the people. Do you want to remain ignorant or do you, li or, or do you live free? So we have Liberty First University and it says, uh, Thomas Jefferson's quote, if a nation expects to be ignorant and free in a state of civilization, expects what, it ne what never was and never will be. And then I want to share with you here this quote by Alexander Hamilton. This is probably one of the strongest warnings slash condemnations that I have seen 
in our founders' writings. I mean, you have John Adams saying, posterity will never know what it took this present generation to preserve your liberty. But I want, you to, I want us to read this together because this is amazing. He says, is it not better? I, I, I can't think of anything more appropriate as a warning for the people today. And I put it in the picture and not in the text because I was hoping that the people would read the picture because I know people look at pictures, they don't read texts. But I, I, it, it's still not stinking, sinking into some people. So let's just go over this together. Hamilton says, Is it not better, I ask, to suffer a few present inconveniences than to put yourselves in the way of losing everything that is precious? Your lives, your property, your religion are all at stake. I do my duty. I warn you of your danger. But if you should be, still be so mad as to bring destruction upon yourselves, if you should still neglect what you owe to God and man, you cannot plead ignorance in your excuse. Your consciences will reproach you for your folly and your children's children will curse you. See, this is, this is really, truly what I want us to think about today. Really, really, truly. Yeah, I know. I, I, I was reading that thing on Facebook and I was thinking, man, did I write that when I was half asleep? I haven't been getting much sleep. We have been working around the clock. And so I'm going to go back and, and fix all my spelling errors. <laughs> Blue North. I know. I was like, oh my goodness, when did I write that? But anyway, um, I, I hope people don't stumble over my spelling errors and miss the whole point of, of what I'm saying. But this truly is the condemnation. This truly is the truth. And I've been saying this now for weeks. What we do in the next few weeks will affect future generations for, for generations to come. Samuel Adams said, when we tamely suffer a lawless attack upon our liberty, we encourage it and we involve others in our doom. It's a serious consideration that should weigh heavy upon our hearts that ages and millions yet unborn will be the miserable sharers of our experience. This is why I do what I do. This is why we take the stand that we stand because the liberty that we have today is not ours. It belongs to future generations. And I'm not even going to go over. I'm not even going to go over all of the ignorant, ignorant comments that I have, I have absolutely received on this. This is, after everything that I said, maybe they just simply could not get past my spelling errors. I don't know. Even after everything that I said, I still had people on there talking about how the pastor was putting people in danger. He ought to be ashamed for risking people's lives. You know, I was actually in that service, and I'll tell you that everyone that was there was there voluntarily. There was nobody drug, no, no person, not a single person drug in there. Not a single person held at gunpoint to stay. Everybody was there voluntarily. Everybody there at this point, if they don't know the risks, then they, they don't deserve to be out in public anyway. I mean, we're being bombarded from day today, today, with the risks of the coronavirus. So if they didn't understand and weigh the risks with the benefits of actually being in church, then you can't blame that on, on the pastor. I want to know, are you, are you screaming and yelling at the manager of Walmart? Because I was in Walmart today, and I took notice. You know, they're there. Why are they open? Because they're there to provide essential items for life. Excuse me, that video game that you're buying is not an essential item for life. Those Twinkies that you're buying are not an essential item for life. That television that you're buying is not an essential item for life. And if things are as dire as all these fear mongers and, 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 and scare prostitutes want to run around and talk about, then your deodorant isn't even an essential thing for life. 
So don't go telling me that people are going to Walmart because they need the they need the essentials to live. This is not about essentials. These stay at shelter in place exceptions for businesses to be open and businesses to be closed has nothing to do with your health, your welfare, or your safety from a coronavirus. You know what it has to do with? It has to do with you being comfortable. That's what it has to do with. It's not life-saving, it's comfort-saving. And it's just like the same thing that I said the last time I was on, I wasn't on yesterday, the day before. We are being lulled to sleep, just like they did in the Soviet Union. Vodka flowed because you can keep a people oppressed if you can keep them drunk. Americans are drunk on comfort. And as long as they can go to Walmart and buy their scrunchies, their televisions, and their video games, then, then we don't care about anything else. Don't tell me it's about what's essential and what's not essential. I've got a whole document printed in, uh, on chrisannhall.com. I, I should pull that up. I don't know about why the church is essential. I, I wonder if I could just open that up for you right here real quick on my computer and, and show you why a church is essential. Got it right here. Are you ready? This is actually available at chrisannhall.com. So if you want to share this with your friends and your family members, those who are, are uh, essentially addicted to the comforts of life and don't understand what real essential items really are, Throughout all of history, the church has been an essential part of society. Through American culture and tradition, the church house was not just a place for spiritual gatherings, but the hub of society. In American settlements, the churches were often the very first buildings to be built in a community. Churches have been for generations the common meeting place where local community received key information about cultural and political events, even world affairs. You see, some people's head exploded when I said it's time for the pastors to start teaching the Constitution and government in their churches. <gasps> no, we can't have that. What about separation of church and state? If you think the pastor teaching the Constitution in your church is a, is a violation of separation of church and state, you are crippled too high for crutches. If you think that Romans 13 teaches that, the, that your pastor can't teach the Constitution or talk about government in church, you don't deserve to be sitting in a church. You need to go be sitting in some, some secular uh, um, New World Order meeting until you can actually read the Bible and understand what it says. But, you know, let's get back to the core principle here. What's the core problem? Not only are the pastors not teaching the Constitution, they're not teaching about government, they're not teaching the Bible anymore either because we don't want to affect anybody. We don't, want to, we don't actually want to in, insult anybody or offend anybody sitting in the pew by teaching biblical proof that God demands us to be involved in government, that God demands us to stand against tyrants, that God demands us to stand for the gifts that he's given us. He also promises us to, re to reward us and promises to never leave us nor forsake us when we actually do that. So I just want to tell you something, people. Your, your people in your churches that are spreading these Romans 13 lies and talking about separation of church and state, you know when they talk about that, don't even engage them. They don't even want to get involved. Turn your back on them and walk away. Because at this point in time, if you are not offended to your core, to the point, well, I won't go there, offended to your core, to the point where you could slap somebody in the face and not feel remorse, that we have pastors in America being put in jail because their churches have more than 10 people when the Costco's and, and Michael's craft store have more people in them than our churches and they are deemed essential. So don't even tell me this stuff. I don't even want to hear it. I'm not even, I, you know me, I'm a teacher. If anybody's going to teach, I'm going to teach. I'm done teaching for now. I'm going to sit back and I'm going to 
make this information available as I always do. We're going to have the show like we always do. I'm going to be a teach show and not a talk show like I always am, but I'm not going to engage these people in social media like I have. I'm not going to try to bring them the truth. Nope. This is the time where I sit back and I let reality be their teacher. And if they can't have, if they can't be taught by the clear cut truth of reality, then they're gone. They're just going to have to be that part of the population that has been succumbed by the great deception and can't get to the truth. I can't reach everybody. It's not my job to change hearts and minds and souls. That's God's job. My job is to sow the seed. And if you can't see from the world around you that government has taken complete control of our private businesses, if people can't see how wicked licensing is for private businesses at this point, if they can't see how wicked it is that local governments can take control of their businesses by arbitrary means, there's no science that says that a church is more dangerous than Costco. There is no science behind that. Let me show you what my husband has up here on, on his, uh, on his uh, Instagram channel. This is JC's Instagram channel. He is uh, JC Hall. There it is. You can see it. JC Hall Global. <clears throat> Coronavirus could travel 27 feet and stay in the airs for in the air for hours. MIT researchers say. So you know what that means. The World Health Order's recommendation is three feet is just all garbage. The CDC's recommendation of six feet is all garbage. And it's probably true that the MIT 27 foot is all garbage because it's all about fear. It's all about fear. All this stuff is just garbage. Now I want you to think about this. I'm sort of, I got away from the whole churches thing. If you want to go read it, chrisannhall.com, it's called A Refuge in a Time of Need. I have a whole list of things that prove that a church is an essential place. Okay? But the current application of the state and local authority to mandate the closure of businesses and require people to restrict their activities to a list of government-approved vendors, I want that to seek in. We are submitting ourselves to a list of government-approved vendors. That's all this is, government-approved vendors. It has nothing to do with science. It has nothing to do with keeping you safe. It has nothing to do with keeping you healthy. If it had anything to do with keeping you safe or keeping you healthy, then, then Michael's craft store would not be open. Then we would only be selling the essential items in the stores and people would be standing in the stores with gloves on, handing you the items that have been sterilized before you receive them. If it was really about your health, that's what it would be about. You are being forced into a plan of submitting to government approved vendors by the, by the threat of force and punishment if you don't submit to the list of government-proved vendors. This is antithetical to everything that American was built on. Private property, private rights, individual liberty, all trashed, all gone. So these orders, these stay-at-home orders, these safe-at-home orders are completely arbitrary. They deny due process, and they are rife with a, with, a, with a legal principle of tyranny we call unbridled discretion. Now I'm going to read for you here the definition of arbitrariness, just so you can hear it for yourselves. Arbitrariness is the quality of being determined by chance, whim, or impulse, and not by necessity, reason, or principle. A shelter-in-place order that requires a worship service to close. Where a finite number of people sit for less than than a couple of hours once a week. Let me repeat that. A finite number of people come. 
they sit for less than a couple hours once a week. That business has to be closed, but Walmart liquor stores where limitless number of people, Costco's, Michael's craft shop can be left open where limitless number of people come and go every single day, where they touch everything, where everything that you get has been touched. Not only are they open, they are exempt from the six-foot distance and the ten-person limit that is invoked on everybody else who stays open. See, that's arbitrary. Where's the science that says a group of people who actually probably know them each, each other better than the people at Costco or Walmart do? The people in your church are the people you see every single week with the exception of visitors. You go to Costco, everybody's a visitor. Everybody's somebody you don't know. Everybody's somebody you haven't shared germs with ever before in your life. So where's the science that says a church where you uh, sit for less than a few hours once a week is more dangerous than going into a building packed with people you've never met, you don't know, and you're touching things that have been touched by thousands of other people before you actually touch them. You are waited on by somebody who doesn't wear gloves, who doesn't actually do anything to, to protect you. Maybe they washed their hands when they went to the bathroom. And then they touch your stuff and put it in a bag and then they put the bag in your hand and how many people touch the bag before it ever got to you? Well, the answer is simple. The science doesn't exist. This is based on not necessity. This is based on, on whim. It's based on impulse. It's based on a desire to keep people under the thumb of government. You see, let me read this. By legal standard, a government's actions are arbitrary and capricious when they are founded upon unreasonable grounds or made with, without any proper consideration of circumstances, deny due process, and prejudice substantial rights. Therefore, by that legal definition, these shelter-in-place orders are, are uh, arbitrary and capricious. When we shut down these businesses, this is a taking of your business. This is a government taking of your business. A temporary taking is no different than a permanent taking. It's a taking. And every state constitution and even the U.S. Constitution says that if the government is going to take your property, there must be due process and you must be given fair market value. Has your county talked to you about the fair market value loss of your business? Have they told you how they're going to reimburse you for, for their eminent domain taking of your business? This is what we call a regulatory taking because, let me, let me read this to you, that they are, we, uh, your governments are, are effectively depriving uh, each business of their economic value of its property and the principal private use of that property. This is absolutely Soviet tyranny absolutely every constitution of every state in the Union as well as the US Constitution acknowledges the rights of freedom of religion and to peaceably assemble as fundamental rights many state constitutions as well as US constitutions describe these rights as inalienable or natural rights meaning they do not come as permissions from government, but pre-exist all law and government. These rights are not the products of government. They are, to the contrary, governments existed, uh, governments exist with the sole purpose to secure the rights for the individuals, right? We hold these uh, truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights and that to secure these rights governments are instituted among men deriving their just power from the consent of the governed. Your rights 
come through your the nature of your creation. Uh, you can be an atheist. I don't care. You can be a, thea, a deist. I don't care. You can be agnostic. I don't care. But you must in the very least acknowledge that you cannot be owned by another human being that your rights to life liberty property freedom of speech freedom of press the right to worship whatever it is that you worship freely your right to peaceably assemble your right to keep and bear arms these are all rights that come to you as a human being because if you can at least admit that every human being individually possesses these rights then your only option then is to admit that other human beings gave them to you. And if other human beings gave you these rights, then you are owned by them. You are nothing more than a glorified slave. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting a little bit too fired up. But I just, I think it's important to know this. When governments can arbitrarily decide that the only legal assembly is one of 10 people or less, there is no right to peaceably assemble, but a permission granted under certain limited and confining terms. One, let, me, let me explain something. One of the most essential reasons for the right to peaceably assemble is directly linked to our right to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Why? Because our assembling together is the most powerful tool of coercion and control of people in power. The numbers of us, the sheer numbers of us in unity, the display of numbers in unity is the greatest most powerful tool in controlling government. That's why it's right there, right there next to it in the First Amendment. The right to peaceably assemble, the right to petition the government for a redress of your grievances. The right to petition is not the right to write a letter and send it to your senator. The right to petition is in conjunction with the right of freedom of speech, freedom of press, and the right to peaceably assemble. And when the government can tell you that the only legal assembly is 10 people or less. You don't have a right to peaceably assemble anymore. You have a permission to peaceably assemble. Granted by those who don't want you to assemble. Can I just say that out loud? The people who are telling you that the only legal assembly is 10 people are the people who don't want you to assemble. It's like the same people telling you that your right to keep and bear arms is really just a privilege that you have to get a permit for. The people that don't want you to keep and bear arms are the reasons that we keep and bear arms. I want to read this to you just so I don't get it all out of order. It is a truly despotic government that can create an unjust and unconstitutional law and then also possess the power to set the limits and parameters upon which the people can protest those laws. So you can tell me it's about a church, but I know it's not about a church. It's about the people assembling in unity, and there is a no more powerful unified assembly than the body of Christ. When they get off their Laodicean butts and stop listening to, to, to weak, cowardice, lily-livered, ignorant pastors, right? You get a body of Christ that's with a pastor that speaks truth, that preaches truth and activates their people. There is no greater powerful body of people than the body of Christ. So there you have it. And that's when a government can tell a body of people where and when and how many can legally meet in their church, then that government is defining church. And that is, that is a violation of separation of church and state. That is, that is antithetical to everything that we are. There are so many things that I want to talk to you about on this, but I have, uh, thank you, Argyle, for 
your super chat blessing on us today. I want to thank you guys for supporting us. Uh, Liberty First University. Let me let me just pause here for just one second. Liberty First University. These pastors, our pastors, our our children's groups. While your kids at home, Liberty First University is where you can actually learn what they don't want you to learn. It's time. It's time. And I don't. I don't. I don't want to have to get up here. I want to have no reason to have this show. And the only way I can do that is if everybody starts learning the Constitution. And I mean, not the garbage that we've been fed. And look, I'm just going to say this on the air just because I keep getting so many people asking me about it. I'm going to say this on the air and I'm probably going to lose 375,000 followers. Heritage is not good constitutional information. They are not. They are federal supremacists. They are judicial supremacists. They do not teach the Constitution according to the founders. They teach the Constitution according to reprobate, tyrannical judges. And the errant interpretations of law professors who are trained into ignorance. If, if I, out of love and sincerity, if I can just implore you, you don't have to go to libertyfirstuniversity.com. You don't have to read my books, but please don't get your constitutional education from the Heritage Foundation. Please, can I just make that little plea to you? And you know me, I don't, I don't call out like that. I don't call out like that. I simply don't. But I'm trying to save a future for my son. I'm trying to do it. And I can't do it when all these people who who have big flat platforms like Heritage and big 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 political party money driving them teaching people the wrong things. If you see a Heritage article, throw it out. If you see somebody sharing Heritage, tell them this is not good constitution. Don't take it from don't take your, your training from the Heritage Foundation. Thank you, Smoot Baptist. You know, if there's one thing that breaks my heart is all the Christians who are just saying, you know, we have to submit to government. And I want to just set, shout out there to, to the Baptists. You ought to be more ashamed if you have uh, your Baptist friends who are preaching that you must submit to government ought to be more ashamed because it is the Baptist bloody history in America that in part drove our founders to write the First Amendment. I mean, you had the Quakers being hung, you had the Baptists being beaten, tarred, feathered, and tortured for refusing to take a license to preach. And that's what we have here now today. Our county and local governments and some of our state governments are reverting our pastors back to taking a license to preach. Our pastors don't get license from government to preach. They don't get permission from government to preach. They get their ordaining from God himself. Samuel Whitmore, thank you for your support. Now I want to be clear about something. I'm not asserting that individuals should not choose what's prudent and backed by science. I am not saying that individuals should not choose to do what's right for their neighbor. But when a government uses threat and force to compel behavior and the rights of the people are ignored and due process is trashed, The people are not safe. You are not loving your neighbor by submitting to tyrannical law. That is the exact opposite. Don't come to me with your love your neighbor garbage. You don't love your neighbor when the government is oppressing your neighbor. You don't love your neighbor when the government is taking their business by force. You don't love your neighbor when you applaud a pastor being arrested. You don't love your neighbor when you're doing that. 
You know what you're doing? You're loving yourself. So what you're saying is, my comfort, my selfish comfort, my selfish fears are more important than my neighbor. And that is wicked. So don't even come to me with that. Don't even come to me with that. You know what makes this even more tragic? America's founders pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honors to defeat the very artifices of government that we are allowing today. We are spitting in their faces. We are trampling on their sacrifices. You guys need to learn James Otis Jr. if you haven't before. Go to chrisannhall.com, read an article about um, uh, modern history, uh, modern American history debunked. I think that's the name of the article. I'm not quite sure. Something just go to chrisannhall.com, search the word in my little search engine, debunked, and you will find the order. Okay? But you need to learn about James Otis Jr., a lawyer who our founders termed to be the midwife of liberty in 1761. He is the catalyst that brought the liberty movement forward. He is the guy who inspired the Sons of Liberty. He is the guy who inspired the committees of correspondence. He's the guy who inspired the people to stand up because as a lawyer, he stood up and said no more. He said no more. You know, he, um, he brought a valiant battle in the courtroom against the very laws we're facing today. He called these laws that we see today, these safe in, at home, these shelter in place orders, the very things they're doing today, he called the worst instruments of arbitrary power, the most destructive of English liberty, and the fundamental principles of law that it was ever found in an English law book. In an America where we once declared that we would be free from kings forever, we have succumbed to the power of kings all too easily today. William Pitt the Younger said, Necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants and it is the creed of slaves. Maybe we should take a second to classify ourselves. Thank you, truth be told, for your super chat donation. You guys are making my day. It's been, can I just confess to you, it's been a rough couple of days. But not because... I'm sad, not because I'm, I'm defeated, but because it's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of work. It's been long nights, early mornings, because we're not going to give up without a fight. Hillsborough County has a tyrannical sheriff. And I'm not, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not, but I'm just going to put it out there. This is not how a, a constitutional sheriff operates, Period. And if we don't understand that these orders give are, are a they're they're a direct threat on our rights to freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of press, the right to peaceably assemble, the right to petition the government for re, redress of grievances, rights of due process, security, and personal property. Watch it; they'll be a threat to your right to keep and bear arms. Every due process is under the bus now. The very rights that Samuel Adams summarized as the natural rights of man being derived from the first laws of nature. America was not established on the principles of national security or national emergency. Give me government mandated health security or give me death, said no founder ever. Make me free from viruses for all of eternity, said by no founder ever. But let's just say, liberty must be supported at all hazard, John Adams. Give me liberty or give me death, Patrick Henry. Those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety, Benjamin Franklin. 
So maybe it's about time we begin to educate ourselves on the constitutional republic we legally have instead of tolerating the authoritarian, excuse me if I can't get that out because my lips are so pursed because I'm not happy, authoritarian government that we're tolerating today. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked. I was shocked the way people were just giving up all their rights because of a virus. By the way, let me show you this on, on JC's little thing here. Oh, he had it up here. I'm going to pull it up before I, before I give it to you. <laughs> I love this one. Let me show you this one. Breaking gatherings at Walmart made safe from virus by magical incantations. The magical word has been reported to be, quote, essential, and only government appears to wield the power. Look at this one. I wonder if this will be as deadly as the flu. In 2018, 61,000 to 79,000 deaths in 2018 because of the flu. The coronavirus, 2,933 so far. In order to catch up with the 2018 flu, 6,400 people will have to die in, the, in, in, the, in every month to catch up with the regular flu. And here we are, trading liber- liberty for a little temporary safety. Well, I'm going to ask you guys to continue to pray for us as we try to help these pastors who are being threatened. I am talking to pastors all over the country. Washington, Hawaii, Alaska, Texas, North Carolina, Vermont, Maryland, Louisiana, Florida, Kentucky, Ohio. This is why I didn't have a show yesterday. I just simply did not have the energy left to do a show. So you'll have to forgive me. But I will try to be here every bit that I can. But all I need you to do is promise me you'll give me a thumbs up. And you'll share this. It is not in numbers that we gather our strength, but in unity. And we must be unified in liberty. And after everything that I just taught you today, I want to show you two more things before we go. First, don't forget to sign up at libertyfirstuniversity.com and get your constitutional education. If you feel like you're constitutionally fit, buy it for somebody else. Help them, okay? Let's look at this. I I saw this. I am not the author of this picture, but I thought this was great. This is exactly what I've been trying to teach you today. This sums up the lesson for today. Quarantine is when you restrict the movement of sick people. Tyranny is when you restrict the movement of healthy people. Let me we'll give you one last thing before we go. I just want you to read Alexander Hamilton's warning as the closing for our show today. Is it not better, I ask, to suffer a few present inconveniences? You know, maybe we can be responsible for ourselves than to put yourself in the way of losing everything that is precious. I hope that you understand by the show today that your lives, your property, your religion are all at stake. I do my duty and I warn you of your danger. If you should still be so mad as to bring destruction upon yourselves, if you should still neglect what you owe to God and man, you cannot plead ignorance in your excuse. Not after today's show. There's no, no ignorance allowed. Your consciences will reproach you for your folly and your children's children will curse you. How do we want our children to think of us. Wrong picture, sorry. How do we want our children to look at us? How do we want future 
to look back upon us and how do we want our future, what do we want our future to say about us? That we were a wicked, selfish people more addicted to our own comfort and our own selfish interests that we were willing to sell a liberty that belonged to them so we could feel good? Or a people that realized we messed up and then we woke up and then we said, hey, no more. Because there's still time to do that. Stand behind these pastors. Help us. Remember, you can, you can support us by texting IMPACT2020 to 33777 with your monthly contribution. I mean, you, I mean look right here. You, you, can, you can show us. You can decide how much you want for less than a cup of coffee at your local coffee shop. You can help us bring liberty to you all the time. I'm able to help these pastors because of what you do to help me. I'm able to bring this truth because of what you do to help me. So thank you so much for your help. As soon as the apocalypse is over, we will be back in traveling. Um, we were actually scheduled, proud of your freedom, we were actually scheduled to be back in central Texas. Uh, this middle of April, but it doesn't look like we're going to make it. But as soon as everything starts moving again, we'll be out and about and meeting with you. I want to say thank you to everybody for coming and being with me today. Don't forget to share this show and share the truth at chrisannhall.com. The articles that I've written for you help you. If people want to be slaves, it's okay. Just pray for them and walk away. Give them the truth. If they can't receive it, just maybe they can receive it from somebody else. God bless you guys. I will see you next time.